Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Well, better late than never, as they say, on a Friday morning, February 23rd, on the Feast of St. Polycarp. Great to be with you and had some technical difficulties this morning, but we are back on live. Thanks be to God. And we're going to save the news for the 9 o'clock hour so we can get right to our first interview. But I do want to give you the weather forecast for your plans for the weekend. Gorgeous day today. We are 36 and clear right now, going all the way up to 50. Tomorrow, another nice day, but cooler, 34 in southeastern Michigan and sunny. And then on Sunday, another nice day, partly sunny and 50. And all next week, weather-wise, it's going to be above normal, but we could get some rain on Wednesday and Thursday. And nationally, before we go to our first interview, and we give you the rundown for this morning, we have a pair of fronts pushing across the east coast throughout today, the day today with rain showers and a few thunderstorms. Snow showers and some mixed precipitation are likely in the northeast U.S. High temps across most of the lower 48th today and tomorrow will run above normal for this time of year. So that is the forecast coming up on the program today. We are going to start off with an interview with the folks at Father Gabriel Richard High School. And then we're going to check in with the Archdiocese of Detroit. There's a big event going on at... Gabriel Richard, and again, it's the Familiari Consortio. We do this every year in conjunction with Father Gabriel Richard High School. It's really cool. So if you can get there, please check it out. We're going to be checking in with the Archdiocese to hear some testimonials on what's going on in terms of the church, helping people grow closer to Christ through the Eucharist. And the second hour of the program, looking forward to talking with Doug Keck, President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN, for our inside word and all the great programming. Fat Check Friday, have you heard about this beautiful video program that Live Action is working on getting into the schools and the left and the media? While they're just having a breakdown, a meltdown over this, you know, you can have uh, drag queens, story hour, you can push pornographic material in elementary school books, the LGBTQ agenda, but God forbid you should talk about life developing in the womb. The program is actually called Baby Olivia. And it's a beautiful video series about life in the womb and fetal development. But you know what? The left is going crazy about it. However, bills in Kentucky, Iowa, Missouri, and West Virginia could pass soon on this very educational program about life. That does not come at it from a Catholic or an evangelical perspective, but talks about the science in terms of how we are developed in the womb and how we are human beings at the moment of conception until natural death. And then we'll wrap up with an update on two young dynamos, classmates at St. Mary's College, who've been speaking out against the woke agenda. Claire Batag and Macy Canal will be joining us, and they'll be talking with us in terms of the latest on the school. This is a school that, if you remember, the reportedly quote-unquote Catholic school that said they would welcome anyone, basically anyone who identified as a woman. So any man who identified as a woman, anyone who had, quote-unquote, the the surgery, anyone who just felt like at any moment they were a female, they would be welcomed into this Catholic school. Well, because these girls got on top of this and, and reminded the school that they were Catholic, and they did a good job of getting out there and speaking the truth, they had a lot of good response in terms of getting a lot of support and now the school actually 
turned around on that issue and said, you know what, they're right, we have to get back to our roots, but they're giving us an update this morning, so it'll be really interesting to talk again with these two courageous young women who are on the college campus and who actually received a great deal of persecution for what they're trying to do. In addition to getting some support from outside, they did receive a lot of, as you can imagine, a lot of persecution from uh, the inside uh, of the school. So that's the program for today. I just wanted to give you a rundown because, unfortunately, we had to uh, start a little bit late because of technical difficulties. But Dr. Paul Roos is with us this morning, and he is with us to talk about a terrific event coming up. And, Paul, thanks for your patience. Technology is great when it works. Good morning. Good morning. All right, so tell us about the event that, that we're working with you on with Gabriel Richard. This is something that we've uh, done for the past few years, correct? Um, correct, and, and this event um, really is, is very timely and, and important, um, and obviously we, we know is very uh, heated in the discussion, but really um, the message uh, that we hope to uh, share uh, in that event uh, is really the, the relationship uh, between what we can know from our faith uh, and that w- which we know from science as well uh, in this area of gender dysphoria and some of the medical procedures that are going on, um, you know, to uh, affirm one's uh, gender identity if it's different than one's sex, and, and really seeing the harmony behind that. Um, but uh, the event will also include a presentation of, of a pastoral response, you know, how mm-hmm. we take all of uh, what we know about the human person uh, from our faith, uh, what the science is now telling us, uh, and, and the message, I think, is going to be uh, very important for, for most of us that um, have not uh, been up to date. Uh, what you're hearing in the media uh, very frequently in the secular media is not uh, really in accord with, with what the science is showing uh, yeah. in regarding the harms. So, Doctor, you have over 25 years of clinical experience in caring for children with disorders of sexual development. You're going to be joined by John Birch, who's written a fantastic book. He was on the program not too long ago, Loving God's Children, the Church and Gender Identity. Then also Reverend Sean Kilcauley, who's a nationally recognized speaker on theology of the body, human love, and pornography. He was ordained a priest back in 2005. This is a super important discussion. And I sure hope we pack the place. It's next Saturday, March 2nd, starts at 8.15 a.m. and runs till noon at Father Gabriel Richard High School. And I'll tell you what, Doctor, there's so much confusion out there and misinformation. And we've been in the midst of this discussion on what's been happening at St. Pat's Cathedral. And this is another example. I don't know if you saw the press conference at this man who identifies as a woman. He calls himself Cheyenne DeRocho. He's the one that lied to the cathedral who actually told the New York Times that he, that he was not up front at a wake the other day last week. He admitted to a cheering crowd that St. Pat's did not know that this person that they were uh, you know, remembering in the funeral was trans. And then he stood up just recently at another press conference and quoting, trying to quote canon law and act as if he were an expert claiming that the church allows same-sex marriage and that this particular church in New York was not welcoming. This is what's happening. This has taken on, uh, Doctor, such a life of its own. I mean, is it too late to get the, the cat back into the bag, so to speak, do you think, with your experience? Well, um, I, I think truth is truth, and, and what we're seeing now is the outcome uh, that is based upon you know, uh, uh, an ideology that is not in accord uh, you know, with what is best for the human person. So I think what we're seeing, especially internationally, uh, is is that we're now seeing the adverse effects of of this approach, and so the ideology uh, is as as you mentioned, is, it's still very strong, and and that's what drives a lot of uh, you know, the the discussion. Uh, but the the truth, uh, really, what we know 
when you have a, a poor uh, hypothesis and, and you engage in a medical intervention that it doesn't address an underlying problem, uh, it's not surprising that you're going to find uh, people that are harmed by that. And I think that that's the, the, um, the best hope uh, that this uh, ship will be turned around, uh, and it's certainly happening internationally. It's unfortunately uh, not come to the United States yet. Uh, many people here, driven by the ideology, uh, are not willing to even look at the obvious that's, that's becoming uh, more and more apparent. We're talking with Dr. Paul Ruse. He has over 25 years of clinical experience in caring for children with disorders of sexual development. He'll be one of the speakers on March 2nd, which is actually next weekend, if you can believe it or not, 8.15 to 12 noon, Father Gabriel Richard High School in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And boy, if this isn't an important event to attend right now, even if uh, your kids are all grown and married, uh, this is something in a culture. I think this is the, the big issue in addition, obviously, to abortion still being front and center. But you know what's interesting, Doctor, is all of these issues, whether it's the issue of this transgender agenda, extreme uh, positions on abortion and, and artificial contraception, all these things, they all tie together. This is all a fallout of the culture of death. Would you agree with that? Uh, most certainly, and I, I think a lot of it is, is an um, outgrowth of, of really how we've distorted uh, our understanding of the human person and uh, where uh, we don't really recognize uh, the relationship between sexual interaction and, and uh, human life that, that comes from, from that and, and the role of, of male and female. So I think that there, there are many of these elements that are, are tied together. So, in terms of where we go from here, what would you what what are you going to be discussing in particular? I mean, this is a huge topic. You're talking about responding to gender dysphoria and truth and charity. It's very difficult given the you know the media agenda out there because they are really pushing this and and they're pushing back against even that they look at the countries over in Europe that have if not completely at least temporarily stopped these these so-called transitioning surgeries. Uh, the media here, the culture here is pushing back and, and saying they've got it wrong, and yet there are people, and, and you know this better than anybody else, in these so-called clinics who were supporting this type of surgery because they thought they were helping people, especially young people, and then they watched as it was more of an assembly line with these young people coming in and not even really doing uh, thorough investigations or consultations from a therapy basis with these people to find out, okay, what's going on here? Could it be brought on by trauma or some other issues? And then jumping right into giving them the puberty blockers and then moving them into these, these, these surgeries, which, which cause problems physically for them for the rest of their lives. What do you think, I'm saying a lot here because this is, I've got a lot on my mind about this, but what, what kind of steps do we take to, to turn the culture around, do you think? Well, I think we begin by by remembering um, in just all other areas of medicine, you know, that we engage, when we engage in a practice uh, that is um, that we don't fully understand, uh, that we don't have good data, uh, you know, supporting the, the purported benefits uh, versus the known uh, and potential risks. Uh, that we have that conversation, uh, that we actually look at the data itself. And I think that, uh, again, you know, the relationship between faith and reason, we know that uh, if we're starting in a found, sound uh, foundation, that mm-hmm. the science uh, is uh, very likely to, to be able to, uh, to show uh, you know, what, where, where reality resides. So I think that this is important, not just in the area of gender dysphoria, but in, in many other areas as well, where, where science is being distorted uh, by a, a political and ideological uh, agenda. So uh, to step back uh, and look at actually what is the data uh, and, and really 
uh, to very clearly state uh, that we don't really have uh, high-quality data. In fact, the data that we have in this area is very, very poor, and as the data becomes more and more available, we're seeing, as you said, uh, individuals that uh, it, you know, are sharing their experience of how they uh, were harmed. They were not helped. They were not right. uh, nobody that investigated uh, underlying psychological um, factors that, that led to, to this uh, uh, dysphoria. So what will you be covering with your wealth of experience in dealing with this? You could talk about this from a number of different perspectives, especially the medical and clinical perspective, but what will you be covering at the event? Certainly, um, you know, as a physician scientist, uh, that is my background and training mm-hmm. in training in having carried on research for the last 30 years. So I think what we're, you know, I'm going to be sharing is, uh, you know, just how science is normally conducted, uh, how science in this area uh, has been uh, uh, done, and and all of the um, really the uh, inaccuracies that are being put forward. For example, the the uh, many times the secular media will uh, look at a paper that's been published that supports uh, this or purportedly supports this affirmation approach, and and to actually look at the data itself, it it usually it many times doesn't even show that. Um, and how things are, are being distorted, but also to, to point out um, the, the limitations of, of scientific evidence uh, and then uh, really put it in perspective of what one is risking uh, and giving up uh, in their health, in, including their, their sexual function, but in other areas as well, uh, for an intervention that is, has not been, despite what's often said, uh, not providing the benefit uh, that people are expecting. And, and so I think I'm, I'm going to summarize a lot of data, uh, but do it in a way that uh, uh, I think uh, anyone uh, you know, that, that wants to think about this objectively will be able to see. Uh, the hope is that, that this is going to empower those that don't really yeah. know how to respond when people, people are saying the experts say when, in fact, the science says something different. Uh, and, Doctor, in terms of who should attend this event on March 2nd, it's so informative and so many experts, including yourself. And, and again, John Birch has been at this from a legal perspective in addition to being a, a faithful Catholic and, and a teacher on the faith and others who will be speaking, including our own Al Creston, Reverend Sean. Who do you think this is for in terms of those in the audience? Uh, well, it's important to recognize that you know that nowadays uh, most people uh, have had some sort of uh, uh, exposure and and have been influenced by this not only in in how they um, talk to individuals within their family or friends uh, that are affected by uh, sex uh, gender identity discordance, but also in in what we're being asked to do in the workplace and um, in society as a whole. So I, I think that uh, really it affects all of us and and really uh, to benefit not only in understanding what's going on, but also to be in, equipped to be able to respond in a way that remains charitable, uh, but founded, founded on truth. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us today and also for the event on March 2nd. Again, this is the annual Familiaris Consortio 2024. We have it every year. We've been doing this for a couple of years. The title of the event is Male and Female He Created Them, Responding to Gender Dysphoria and Truth and Charity, Ave Maria Radio, in conjunction with Father Gabriel Richard High School, taking place at the school on Whitehall Drive in Ann Arbor, Michigan. All the information is at our homepage at AveMariaRadio.net, and they would like you to at least register because there will be a light breakfast served 
and we need to know how many people will be in attendance. So, again, this is such an important topic, and I'm really proud that we team up with Gabriel Richard to cover these issues because they're not easy to discuss, and they're very, very sensitive. But we have the truth on our side, and we need to be able to express that in charity, in love. And you can register also online. You can go to the Father Gabriel Richard High School, of course, as well, but we have it at AveMariaRadio.net. We'll also put the link on our archives at Catholic Connection at AveMariaRadio.net. Doctor, thank you so much for what you do, and you, you, you're very calm, you're very peaceful, and I give you a lot of credit for that because oftentimes I get my Italian up over this subject because my heart is breaking because so many people are being misled. How do you keep your cool before we let you go? Um, well, I, I think it's just, you know, the, the foundation is, is yeah. um, you know, remaining in love. Uh, I think that we just have to uh, be able to uh, begin um, speak and, and end in love. And, and I think that, um, you know, that, that is in accord with truth. And so I, I just uh, uh, enjoy, you know, the opportunity to be able to, to speak not only to my students and my patients, um, but, but to others as well. Uh, with that, the compassion, I think we're all called to that. Um, and, Amen. And uh, need to get beyond uh, the emotive part of it. Right. So. Yeah, because we have the truth. And, and at the end of the day, it's not about winning an argument. It's about helping people and witnessing to the, to the truth of who they are, made in the image and lines of God. Thank you so much, Dr. Paul Ruse, with over 25 years of clinical experience in caring for children with disorders of sexual development. One of the speakers for the March 2nd Familiaris Consortio 2024. Male and female, he created them. Al Cresta will be there as well, overseeing all of this and working as the MC and participating in the discussion. Saturday, March 2nd, 8.15 to noon at Father Gabriel Richard High School in Ann Arbor, Michigan. For all the information, we've got it at AveMariaRadio.net. 8.40 on a sunny Friday morning, chilly but sunny out there. You are listening to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. We'll be right back. Ann Arbor Smiles is a state-of-the-art dental practice led by the talents of doctors Dan Kennedy, Chris Marzoni, and Stephen Gray. One of their many satisfied patients is Father Deacon Lawrence Hendricks. I was one of the first patients to receive a Sarah crown from Dr. Kennedy. The Sarah technology allows for restorations to be done in one visit. They always use the most advanced techniques in dentistry. I've always enjoyed the friendly staff and the personal relationships that I have at Ann Arbor Smiles. Go to AnnArborSmiles.com today. Resetting your password. Unsubscribing from emails. Printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Call Choice Insurance Agency at 734-641-4200. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. The question of gender identity is divisive, controversial, and often painful. How should parents respond to sons and daughters desiring to change their gender? Will the church remain free to teach that we are created male and female? What do the sciences say? We'll find out on March 2nd when Father Gabriel Richard High and Ave Maria Radio host our annual Familiaris Consortio Conference, Responding to Gender Dysphoria in Truth and Charity. Attorney John Bursch takes on gender ideology. Professor of Endocrinology Dr. Paul Cruz covers the sciences. Father Sean Kilcauley speaks as a pastor. And you will bring plenty of questions for our panel. 
Be there Saturday morning, March 2nd, from 8.15 until noon at Father Gable Richard High in Ann Arbor. The event is free, includes a light breakfast, so register at AveMariaRadio.net or FGRHS.org. Next Sunday, March 3rd, beautiful opportunity to hear testimonies and to experience prayer. I am here, Testimonies in Prayer, hosted by the Disciples Unleashed Family of Parishes. What a beautiful opportunity to hear the difference the Lord and our faith are making in the lives of so many different people across the Archdiocese of Detroit. On the phone with us, Leah Butalid, Conte Cordner and Parish Liaison for the Archdiocese of Detroit's Communications Department. So this sounds, I love testimonies, Leah, because I don't think, you can't argue with somebody's testimony. That's their experience, that's what they've been through, they share it with you, you listen, you take away you know, what, you, what you can from it. But this is a great way to really foster the faith. Good morning, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. We are very excited about uh, this event. And uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Just the power that a personal witness has um, on each of us as we hear what the Lord has done in someone else's life. So let's talk about the housekeeping details first. This is next Sunday, March 3rd, correct? And there's three different, from what I'm looking at in the notes you sent, three different, op- three different opportunities in the Archdiocese, correct? So it's it's two different opportunities. Both are hosted by the oh, okay. So I see. Yeah, the Spanish experiences. and the English. Gotcha. Okay, sorry about <laughs> yep, that. Yep. Yep. So there is no worries. A Spanish um, opportunity at St. Francis St. Maximilian Colby on March 3rd, following the 12:30 p.m. mass. Um, and then the English uh, opportunity is at St. Isidore in Macomb, following the 5:30 p.m. mass. Um, and yeah, we are inviting. Anyone and everyone to come and join us, uh, of course, for the celebration of Mass, but then to stick around after for a little while, um, about 30, 40 minutes or so, to hear from um, ordinary people whose lives have been transformed by Jesus in the Eucharist. So how did you go about choosing the folks who will be sharing their, their testimonies? Yeah, thanks. Um, the, so on IamHere.org, for the last couple of years now, we have been sourcing and sharing uh, people's Eucharistic stories um, uh, in support of the National Eucharistic Revival. And so um, we've got dozens, actually hundreds of stories uh, cataloged there at this point. Um, And so anyone can go and read what uh, has already been shared there. Um, But several of these stories are coming from members of our archdiocese here in Detroit. And so um, when the Disciples Unleashed team came up with the idea for this event, they they reached out and were interested in getting in touch with some of the folks who uh, who have shared their stories already on IamHere.org. And, um, and so they have reached out to them to, uh, to come and share their testimony once again, uh, this time as a presentation instead of a, um, a written version. And so, uh, yeah, we've got uh, three, three gentlemen who are going to come and share their testimonies at St. Isidore and uh, a, a young woman who will be speaking at St. Ma- St. Francis, St. Maximilian Colby. And, um, and uh, we are just continually inspired by what the Lord has done um, in each of their lives. And so we're very excited to hear them share once again. Yeah, it's beautiful. So basically you're asking them to share their Eucharistic experience within that testimony, correct? Yeah, exactly. And, and the, the kind of the, the best way to sum it up is we're, um, we're inviting them to share what was your life like before you encountered Jesus mm. in the Eucharist? How did you encounter him in the Eucharist? And how did that change your life after that encounter? What 
change in your behaviors, your attitudes, your dispositions. Um, and uh, and I, I promise you, these stories are powerful and inspiring. And so um, if you have any curiosity about um, the, the impact that an encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist can have on a person's life, um, honestly, taking them from no faith to profound faith, um, then this is the, the event to come to, to come and be inspired by how, how Jesus does that in his Eucharistic presence. What's it mean for you? Because you're behind the scenes here. You're pulling this together. It must be really moving for you and to give you a faith shot in the arm because you you're, have exposure oh to a lot of these testimonies, right, Even in addition yeah. to the ones we'll be presenting next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have been so honored and privileged to be able to um, to to have so much of my work kind of oriented towards what we're doing with I Am Here. Um, and I, I always tell people I feel like I have the best job in the world because mm. a lot of the time I'm spending um, just hearing the remarkable things that Jesus has done in people's lives. And, yeah, absolutely, it is um, a, a total inspiration to me and my faith. Um, it has been uh, um, uh, just something that has continually uh, reminded me to prioritize the time that I get to spend with Jesus in the Eucharist at Mass and in adoration. Um, and I'm just consistently reminded of what great a gift this is, the greatest gift that he's ever given us, um, just that he would be here with us in his Eucharistic presence. And so, yeah, it's been an absolute inspiration to me to be kind of behind the scenes on this. And in my own relationship with Jesus in the Eucharist, it, um, it uh, just has supported and, uh, and led me into deeper intimacy with him as I've um, just heard what he's done in other people's lives and allowed him to continue to work in my own life as well. Yeah, it's really something. And so do they have a time limit, I imagine? How much time are you giving the the, for the testimonials? Yeah, so um, knowing that it's a Sunday night after Mass where we don't want to, you know, keep people too um, uh, too long. And so we're asking each of, um, each of our uh, generous uh, testimony givers to share for about 10 minutes or so. And um, there may be some time for question and answer if people are curious about additional details. But, um, but we are asking them to kind of keep things concise so that uh, the entire event uh, will conclude about 40 minutes or so after Mass ends. Um, and, but there will be an invitation then, of course, to uh, following hearing these stories and hearing what Jesus has done in the Eucharist, to stick around with Jesus in the Eucharist, to pray before the Blessed Sacrament in the tabernacle and ask for him to work in our lives um, in similar ways or in the ways that, you know, we need him to. Um, and so each of these testimonies will last about 10 minutes or so, and um, then there will be some opportunity for extended time in prayer for those who are interested. You know what's so important about testimony, Leah, is that even if it's not your particular situation, you can listen to someone. I have this happen all the time because I speak a lot and share my journey back to the church, which is really based on the Eucharist. And when I was exposed yeah. to the Eucharist, when I made my first communion, is people can relate to certain aspects of your journey. And they'll, it'll get them to think and maybe think a little bit more deeply about something with the faith or maybe something they had put aside and weren't dealing with or weren't addressing or maybe they'll say gosh you know I feel the same way so in addition to hearing a powerful beautiful story you really are I think when you're sitting there soaking that up especially with the Eucharist involved and the fact that they have access to adoration you really I think get an eye-opener in so many ways oh absolutely yeah you um the more that you 
you know, here, the the ways in which Jesus works in people's lives in all kinds of situations, whether you can relate to them or not, the more in awe you're going to become um, of him, you know, and um, that's been my experience, at least. You know, we've published over 200 testimonies on IamHere.org, and I've read every single one of them, and every single time I'm just stunned at what he has done um, in the lives of so many people coming from all different walks of life, all different backgrounds, um, and, and inviting them into the life-giving intimacy that we are called to as, uh, as um, sons and daughters of the Father. Leah, thank you so much for your work with the AOD, but for doing this. This is awesome. This is March 3rd that we're discussing this event next Sunday, and Leah is the content coordinator and parish liaison for the Archdiocese of Detroit's Communication Department, and we're talking about these beautiful events they've been having. I am here for testimonies and prayer. The next one again is Sunday, March 3rd, next week in Spanish at St. Francis St. Max Colby following the 12.30 p.m. Mass, and then in English at St. Isidore's following the 5.30 p.m. Mass. We'll put all the details on the Catholic Connection archive. But is there a place on the Archdiocese and website, Leah, where they can find this information? Yeah, the best place to find this information is um, on DetroitCatholic.com in our events page. So if you go to DetroitCatholic.com slash events, everything is listed there along with several other events happening around the Archdiocese that would probably be of interest to your listeners. So well, good stuff. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Thank you so much, Leah. Really appreciate it, and keep on keeping on, and I hope uh, there's a lot of folks either at St. Isidore's or St. Francis and St. Max's next weekend to hear some great journeys of faith with the help, of course, of the source and summit of our faith, Jesus in the Eucharist. It's a Friday morning. It's 8.53. We'll be right back. Buying a home is a huge milestone for your family, but when you need a home loan, it's hard to know who to trust. Alliance Catholic Credit Union not only shares your values, but it was founded specifically to serve Catholics in the state of Michigan. For your home financing, choose an organization that supports the local Catholic community. Special offer on new mortgages through March 31st. 3% down with no PMI. Save money up front and in your monthly payment. Get started today at AllianceCatholic.com. Federally insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender. This Saturday morning at 11.30, join us for another special edition of the Bishop's Hour. Bishop Earl Boyer of the Lansing Diocese joins host Father Tim McDonald for an engaging conversation. This week, Bishop Boyer discusses the meaning of Lent, the Lenten fish fries, the World Day of Marriage, and the upcoming men's conference. The Bishop's Hour, Saturday morning at 11.30, and repeated on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on this Ave Maria radio station. Modern philosophers Kierkegaard, Shelley, Sartre proposed the idea that existence precedes essence, by which they meant, in simpler terms, that in the process of time we make or create who and what we are. We understand, of course, that there are those who believe that their doing has been more successful than that of others, and have consequently argued that their being is on a higher state than that of others. This is the kind of thinking that leads to genocide, gas chambers, and abortion clinics. However, folks like Barb and Patrick and Paul and Alicia believe that from the beginning human essence is divinely ordered and infinitely valuable, and where else can we state this more clearly than our defense of freeborn children who cannot prove themselves or justify themselves. They can only be, which is why they are so precious to one named I Am. Go to Guadalupe Workers. 
Two great events, folks, locally. Please check out all of our resources at AveMariaRadio.net. And we have, of course, a community calendar. But again, hope you can attend next weekend's Familiaris Consortium with Dr. Paul Ruse, Al Cresta, Father Sean, John Burt. It's going to be great, really helping us understand the situation with the transgender agenda. And also check out this beautiful opportunity to hear testimonies from the Archdiocese of Detroit. Coming up, Doug Keck will join us, Fact Check Friday, and then an update on these two dynamic women, very timely for upcoming International Women's Day, and how they're helping their college of St. Mary's get back to the basics and stay there in educating people on the truths of the faith. We'll be right back. 